My Blood to Baby On Demand. Parent experts at your fingertips, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In this area, ready and waiting for you are meditations, feeding checklists, baby preparation lists, white noise, rain sounds, weaning recipes, pregnancy affirmations, and baby group taster sessions. As well as that, we have pregnancy experts, birth experts, postpartum experts, sleep experts, expert parent coaches, finance experts, and relationship experts. And this is only the beginning. All of these videos and all of this is waiting for you as soon as you join. And what's more, there's going to be more and more videos and experts joining this area. So come and join us now and start benefiting with the beta launch price. My Bumped Baby Experts On Demand. Experts at your fingertips 24-7 on any device. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Do you love the idea of being your own boss? What about saving money on childcare because you can actually work flexibly around your family? My Bump to Baby is rapidly expanding and we are looking for people to run their own pregnancy to preschool hubs in their local area. Full training is provided, ongoing mentor support, fantastic regular team incentives, a bonus scheme, Uncap commission, review products for free, and review days out too. If you are interested in being the My Bump to Baby manager for your local area, email us business at mybumptobaby.com. Limited space available. Hello and welcome to 50 Shades of Motherhood, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic, guilt-free, real, raw mum chats with me, your host, Carla Lett, oversharer and founder of My Bump to Baby, the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool directory. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Now, I'm sure you will agree, every motherhood journey is different. And today I am sharing an episode about being a stepmom. Now, I am not a stepmom myself, um, but my guest is and she's going to be sharing all about the struggles that she faced when she became a stepmom. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm. 
Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Fifty Shades of Motherhood. Today I am joined by the lovely Sam who is a stepmom and we're going to be talking all about being a stepmom and what it means and the struggles behind actually being a stepmom. So Sam, hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good thanks, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, very well. So today we're going to be talking about your journey into being a stepmom. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I think this is an important subject because um, you know stepmoms are a form of mums, of course, and it's very important to raise awareness on this subject because I think not enough people share and not enough people are honest about what being a stepmom actually entails. I suppose completely. I think you know, in the very early days of being a stepmom, you're just frantically googling. Like, what do I do? How do I deal with this situation? And there's just nothing. There's so much for biological mums, but absolutely nothing for stepmums. So that's why I really wanted to come on and sort of share my my views and how I, you know how I found it, if you will. I love that. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yes, I was so happy to hear from you because I knew mm-hmm. a stepmom was on my list, and I was like, I really want to speak to someone, but then it's just. Um, it's just getting people that are comfortable enough to come on here as well, because it is a bit of a chat and sometimes, you know, get a bit carried away. Um, so, so, um, so what I thought is like, um, we'll obviously go back and share your story and stuff. But first of all, I wanted to kind of chat with you with what you thought a stepmom meant before you actually were a stepmom or were ever going to be a stepmom. I have in my head pre, pre being in my situation, like just someone that, you know, like overly motherly that sort of wants to take your mum's place and feels like they they are your mum and treats you like their mum. Yeah, yeah. But I do you know do you know what I mean? That kind of they know you're not your they know that they're not your mum, so they overcompensate for that. Mm, yes, totally. I for me, I always think when stepmom because obviously I'm not one, so you're like in the situation where you are, and like I just don't think TV and films help because there's always like the evil stepmom, and you know, like and yes. It's always that. And also, one of my favourite films, which I don't know if you've seen it, is called Stepmom. Oh, my God. It's a crier. Um, oh. And it's got Julie Roberts in. And she's like, for ages, like, the kids really don't like her and stuff. And I always think, oh, I just feel so sorry for her. And it's just... Um, oh, I've never seen it. No. Oh, you'll love that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'll you'll have to. Watch. It's a bit of a crier. So I tend yeah. to watch it on certain times of the month, you know, when that time Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready for a cry. <laughs> <laughs> but so um so basically with, with your relationship, Sam, um, so how how did you meet your partner and what what was the dealio there then? So I've actually known Stu since I was about eight eight or nine we grew up a few houses away from each other oh I know and he's he's older than me he's four like four or five years older than me so I always thought he was you know the the older really fit lad who played football with his spiky hair (laughs) you know like proper 90s style little twisted spikes and I just thought he was gorgeous but obviously life life happens doesn't it you know Stu went off to high school and next thing you know you bump into each other when you're adults and you're just like oh my god how are you you know and we actually bumped into each other on the on a dance floor somewhere when we were both really drunk and just sort of was catching up and then 
I didn't actually speak to him for about four or five years after that because we were both in relationships. Oh my god! And obviously, Stu had his children, but it's it's when he spoke with his ex, and we just basically ended up just talking and then caught up, if you will. Oh yes, and, yes. <laughs> and we um, we got together in. January 2015 officially oh we um we sort of you know you know how it is these days you're texting you're liking each other's stuff on social media and it just sort of goes from there doesn't it you know someone's interested when they're liking all your posts and commenting and then he blessed me messaged me and we just got talking and I didn't I didn't even think about the you know his children or anything I just thought oh my god like I've always fancied him so did you know him, Sam, from like on your Facebook and stuff? So you knew he had children and stuff and all that and you didn't really think... He's not very active on social media, if I'm going to be honest, Carla. He's, he's quite relaxed on it. He only really uses it for, you know, social, like football and stuff like that. So to be fair, he'd not really put any pictures of the kids on in that. So I, I knew he had children, but I didn't know them, if that makes sense. I didn't feel like I, I knew what they looked like. I didn't know. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't really know much. It was only when I started speaking to Stu that we we sort of, obviously you have the conversation about, you know, why why he's single and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then it went from there then, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's just quite, na- quite natural, to be honest. And then I... I didn't for I didn't force anything. I remember thinking, you know, like I'm not going to push anybody to meet me, and you know, I'm not ready to do that either. So it means you just sort of dated, mm. you know, and saw each other when the children weren't there, and then one after we, we went to an engagement together. That, Sam, you, did that like enter your head like that you were nervous to meet the kids, or did you not think that far ahead at the time? I didn't think that far ahead, Carla. Honestly, I, I truthfully, I just thought. I could, not that I couldn't believe it, but I just thought, like, he's fit, he's gorgeous. So even if this turns into nothing, like, I'm going to take advantage of being seen with this gorgeous lad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but you're gorgeous too, so no, oh, that, you really are. Um, I just, I didn't think, honestly, I did not think any further ahead at that time. I was only 25, so I did not think further than the next weekend if I'm going to be honest yeah well to be honest sometimes that might have been a good thing because I suppose mm. being um, a stepmom like what we're going to be talking about obviously it's a bit of a struggle and maybe if you did think further on you might have been a bit more reluctant to like keep it going you know if you were like really nervous about it all and stuff and thought yeah. of everything that you'd have to actually go through to get to that family kind of life I suppose Absolutely. I think because because I didn't think anything of it and because I didn't fret about it or worry, I think that's why it hit me so hard in the face later on. Because mm. I just, I found myself in the situation where I thought I'd completely and utterly fallen for Stu. And mm. I knew he felt the same way because he, he certainly wasn't shy about telling me. And yeah, it's just, you know, and like I said, a relationship naturally progresses. And the next thing, it, to be, to be honest, the way I met the children, we went out for drinks to a friend's engagement party. Mm. And he, he said to me the day after, do you fancy some lunch? So I just assumed it meant me and him. And then all of a sudden, these two children are running towards my car. And I was like, oh, my God. 
oh, oh my god and they were like dad's told us to get in the car and I was just like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have time to worry Do you know I just yeah sometimes but that's a good thing in a way though um because I would have panicked the whole night before like oh maybe I shouldn't wear this maybe I shouldn't do that yeah. maybe I should have like a long dress on like house in a prairie <laughs> you no, know? yeah exactly I think I'd have, been, I'd have been going oh my god you know do I wear what do I wear because I'm quite casual I'm definitely a jeans and a t-shirt kind of gal yeah but, you know if it's a big occasion I'm going to dress myself up I'm going to make myself feel better so because I didn't because I didn't expect it I was just like, and obviously in front of the kids, I'm not going to say to Shu when he got in the car, like, what, you know, what are you doing? So I just left it. Yeah. Well, had, how, had you met his other family, like his parents and stuff by this point, or was it just like random? Well, because I, kn- because I knew Shu growing up, his uh, mum and my mum were quite good friends. So I already knew his family. Oh, that's good. Right. Okay. Yeah. We didn't Gosh. have the, you know, the formality of meeting the family and stuff. Oh, yeah. So the kids very much were quite daunting because it was like, right, I'm very comfortable with Stu and his mum. You know, I see, I see his mum all the time because she's around at our house before bingo with my mum and, you know, his dad knows my dad. So. Was that before you and Stu got together then? Yeah. It was already like yeah. that? Oh my yeah. God. That's nice. I know. So how old were the kids at this point then when like you met them for the first time? When I met the kids, the eldest was eight. Right, yeah. Seven, yes, yes, seven or eight. And the youngest was uh, just started school, he was five. Oh, because it's hard that because seven and eight, I mean, that's an age where like, you know, they've got all the kind of memories with the dad without you kind of thing. So yeah. I bet that's quite quite scary yeah Yeah. because when when they're a little baby like you've got your little boy now like hopefully this won't Mm. happen but like I think with George (laughs) as well he's very young and if you didn't if you did split up or something and someone else came into your life it'd just be normal almost for them wouldn't it but when they're a bit older I imagine it's a bit harder to win them over as well um that's what I thought yeah yeah that's exactly what went through my head and plus the boys I remember thinking like I don't know even know what to do with a boy. You know, I don't like football. I don't play Fortnite. I don't know how to play Minecraft. <laughs> At you least know, you know all the names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we'd have had two girls, oh God, we would have been painting nails. I, I, I think, God, we would have been in there straight away. But I, feel, I felt a bit like with boys, I was like... What do you do? I, if anything, I had to make more of an effort to bond, do you know? Yeah. Like do things that don't come naturally to you kind of thing. Yeah, and it, that's a lot of the uphill struggle, regardless, obviously, regardless of gender. That's mm. that's something that is, is very hard as a step-parent, is trying to find that way to bond, because you don't want to come across as that, you know, that, that creepy new girlfriend that's like, hi, champ, how are you? Do you know? Yeah. You don't want to do that, it's... do you? You want, you want to be yourself, but you also want to let help relate to them. I know what you mean. It's almost like finding that balance, and there's no kind of book is there so it's almost reliant on how their mum wants you to be in their life and how how Mm. their dad wants you to be so do they want you to be a friend or do they want you to be authoritative or are you allowed to tell them off are you not are you allowed to like (laughs) you know like I can't even imagine what that's like because it's hard what happens when they're being little shits and you're just like right how do I uh how do I approach this kind of thing are you allowed or I don't know exactly and that's where that's when you're googling 
and you're thinking, what on earth do I do in this situation? I have never had a child behave this way towards me, do you know? And you're like, what, what do I do? Do I, do I shout? Do I ignore it and pretend it's not happening? Do I shout, Stu, and be like, Stu, <laughs> your children are misbehaving? Do you know, you, there's no rule book. There's nothing out there at all. And I think it's all dependent on how the the parents want them to be because the mum might be like, yeah, they do need telling. And some mums yeah. might be like, don't you dare tell my kid off. So, oh, yeah. I mean, did you, were they split up quite a while before you and him got together or was it quite, quite soon? Yes. No, so, no, they've been split up for, I think it was about three or four years. So she, so she was being all right with the meeting you then, I'm guessing. I, I mean, I assume so. It's, I've still never asked that question, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, Stu has always just said that, look, it's, it's at my discretion. You know, they're my children. I'm always going to do what's best for them. And I thought it was best for you to meet them. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of just what happened, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, you can't like stop knocking on a door. Yeah, excuse me, can I meet your kids? Like, it'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Should we call in the police? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, so, I mean, how did you go from here then? Did you get on with them straight away, or what hurdles yeah, did you so, face? So, that day when we actually went out for lunch, to, I I remember thinking, oh, that you know, this is actually easier than I anticipated because all the way all the way to lunch, I was like, oh my god, what's going on? And do you know, silently in my head, I kept thinking, Christ, you, you've stitched me up here. You know, I can't I can't do anything about this now. I'm in this situation. I need to deal with it. So when we were at lunch, I actually got on really well with the kids, and we we just sort of was having a laugh, and they brought their iPads with them. That's so we were playing games on it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know yourself as a mum. I understand it now. Yeah. So we, we were just playing on the iPad until the food came and then we ate. And Stu just said, do you want to, you know, do you want to come, come back to ours and sort of chill out for a little bit? So I was like, well, yeah, go on then, you know. And next thing it was, we were playing and just sort of looking back, bonding. But I didn't think anything of it at the time. And then next thing it's bedtime and... It just oh. the day just flew, do you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was that. And it was done with then that like moment that you'd have probably been like, Oh my god, I'm scared. If it was like next week yeah. on Saturday, you're meeting the kids, you'd all week you'd have been like, Oh my god. But, yeah, exactly. So it's kind it of a done. good way to do it. Yeah. And I think I don't think Stu did it because he knew that I would have been fretting. I think he just sort of made a snap decision, like, look, I can either, you know, we can do this or we can't. And I don't, I don't think he wanted to make a big deal out of it either. Mm. So I'm kind of glad it happened that way because looking back, it was very natural and it wasn't forced. It was very organic and we just ended up having a really good day together. That's good. Um, yeah, and then so from then on, it just sort of turned into, that's what we would do when he had the kids. Do you know, we'd very much sort yeah. of put ourselves in a social setting. We would go to Madame Tussauds together for the afternoon or we'd go out for tea. You know, just to sort so we're not stuck in the house awkwardly going, so How's your day been? And yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, kids as well, it's important, isn't it, to do that with them as well? Because I suppose when he has them, he doesn't have them all the time, then it's kind of, yeah. you know, actually doing things together. So they think, Oh, when, when we're with Sam and dad, it's really fun, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so did you ever have to kind of have that awkward chat with the mum, or was it all? 
kind of has it been smooth or what has been what hurdles have you faced since then I know no, it's been five years, but yeah, obviously looking back it, at the time, I just, I, I, I just thought, well, if I'm going to be completely honest, Carla, I just thought, well, it's, it's no one's business but ours. Do you know? Yeah. We, we're together. Yeah. I've met the children, and I know I've got good intentions. I know there was no, there's absolutely no malice or bad intentions on my part. So surely the mum can't have a problem. Mm. But luckily for me. She, she was fine about it and she, to be, we, we didn't really speak if I'm going to be honest for the first god I think it was the first sort of nine months and then she actually had a back operation um he had a slip disc so he had he was in hospital and obviously when it when it came around to him having the kids naturally I had to be there because he couldn't even get up bless him and I answered the door and it was sort of the first time we'd ever come face to face and we both just sort of <laughs> very awkwardly was just like oh hello you know hi and she was just obviously she knew my name and I knew her name so it, it was a little bit awkward but we both I feel like we, we handled it quite well and we both just like look you know um I said Stu's in there bless him you can't get open the kids just come running in like they do like hi and you know they they didn't think anything of it that's good yeah yeah and it just sort like you said it just felt very natural it, none of it felt awkward or I just remember that was a big deal to me because I remember thinking, right, we've done it now. We've come face to face and that's that now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it kind of broke the ice with us, if you will. How did you handle then it when, I mean, at what point do you feel like you can say, oh, don't do that? Or do you, do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever had to yes. ask? It, or what do you do? You know what? <sighs> I think within the first year, I didn't really, I left a lot of it to Stu because I just thought, Damn, you know what, these aren't my children. And that, as harsh as that sounds, they're not my children. I shouldn't mm. be parenting someone's kids. I've got no right, especially with no children of my own. That's what I thought at the time. I thought, I've got no children. I've got no right to tell anybody's child how to behave. So a lot of it got left to Stu, but then it sort of got to the point where, obviously the more comfortable the children get with you, and the more comfortable you get with the children, caught the, the the children, they push it, don't they? Yeah. And it's they get they get a bit cheeky, and it starts with the odd sort of sly comment or the odd let's push Sam and see how far we can go. Yeah. And it got yeah. to the point where I just thought, I I can't, I need to set the boundary here, and I need to sit and like I will I will play with you, I will have a laugh all day long and chase you around the house, but when it comes to disrespect that's something that I'm not you know I'm not dealing with so it got to the point where not raising my voice but just in a stern stern kind of way being like that's not okay hmm. do you know what I mean yeah yeah and was and Stu, Stu all right with kind of yeah he really was yeah he sort of sat and said no you're absolutely right if it, they shouldn't be talking to you like that mm. and he said he did say if I wouldn't have said anything a couple of times he would have said something anyway and said you don't speak to Sam like that but then I suppose you needed to do that because otherwise, if you didn't, they'd just think they could do it. Like what? Like any kids, not just them. I mean, they just think then, oh, we'll just do it when Dad's not there, or like they can walk Absolutely. all over you a bit, you know. Yeah. So I suppose you have to stand your ground mm. to a certain extent. Ab- Absolutely. And I, at the time, I didn't, you know, I, I remember not even thinking of anything of it, and then overthinking it for hours afterwards, and thinking, oh my God, was I in the right there? And or what if they hate me? And what if they go back to the mums tomorrow and they're like, 
Sam told me off, mm. you know? And I, but I just remember thinking, do you know what? If, if that happens, I will have to deal with that when it comes because I'm, the only person that was getting stressed about it was me. Had they forgotten about it once you'd done it anyway? Had it kind of been, or was it a bit? Yeah, there was a, you know, there was a, the bottom lip came out and a bit of sulking. But yeah. a couple of hours later at bedtime, it was, you know, night Sam, and that's that, over and done with. Yeah, yeah. The children, aren't they? They're resilient at the end of the day. It's not, it, to them, like, I, I do think a lot of it was just sort of like, let's let's push it and see how far we can get. Because if she's, I think subconsciously they've probably sat and thought you know let's let's sort of see whether Sam's here for the long run yeah let's see if she can put up with it yeah yeah so so I'm guessing you've got a really good relationship with them now then have you do you know what Carla I'm gonna be honest nobody says this but I think I do but that is something that every single day I think about and I think am I doing enough you know is am I a good enough stepmom to these boys and do they hate me sometimes when I've got to raise my boys or do they worry, you know, worry that I, d- I just overthink everything. You can't help it because you, you're not their mum at the end of the day and you're not their dad. They've got a mum and they've got a dad and you are sort of like a bonus parent who they, let's be, let's be honest, they couldn't care less if I walked out the door tomorrow because at the end of the day, they've got the mum and they've got the dad. Yeah. It's sad that really, because you never really, like, if you left, like, you you will love those kids. And, you know, in any way, every kind of love's different, whether you're a mum or a stepmom, but you would love them. And then, like, if for any reason you did split up, I hope I'm not giving you a complex because I've put that story no. in there a few times. Um, but what, that's a lot for you to lose, like, that that relationship with those two. But uh, I, I say boys. Am I right in saying boys? Yeah. Both oh boys, right, yeah. yeah. With the two <laughs> boys, um, that's that's a relationship. Like that, that there is a relationship that's ended as well. It's not only like you have to think about your partner; it would be like them as well, wouldn't it? And absolutely, that's what I'm. That's exactly it. You just and you worry and you think, you know, ev- everything I do affects these two little people. And yet, I didn't, I didn't birth them. Do you know? And all of a sudden, you find yourself in this this situation where you've fallen for the dad and you begin to genuinely love the kids. Yeah. Because it, it comes naturally. You can't spend time with someone's children for a good year or 18 months and not, not become attached. It doesn't, you know, it, it's very natural, I think, because you just find yourself feeling protected like a mother does. And I think a lot of it with me, I didn't realise how how much I loved them until little thing, you know, when little things happen, when just they'd ask if I was coming somewhere, something as daft as that, if I was getting ready for a night out and they'd say, oh, you're not going to watch a film with us, Sam? And I'd be like, oh, oh my goodness, you know, that's so sweet. And I think, oh, bless him, you know, I think they actually want me here. <laughs> I bet you know? there's a lot of second guessing because you can't really ask them like, hi, ha- do you like me today? Do you care yeah. about me? Do you like, <laughs> and so it's almost like you're guessing all the time, isn't it, I bet? Yeah. And you know yourself, boys, they're not, they're not very, they are affectionate. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they, they're not affectionate, but 
they're not very cuddly. They would never just randomly come up to you and cuddle you. They don't even do that with the dads. Yeah, yeah. Do you know so, what I mean? So it's not like I've even got that yeah. reinforcement of them giving me a hug or it's just a quick, like, hi, Sam. Night, Sam. <laughs> do you yeah, know? yeah. And then... That's just be, what they're like. Yeah. And then it's like, I suppose it's like, at least with your partner and stuff, you know, they'll tell you they love you, you know, things happen in the bedroom and all that kind of stuff. But, Absolutely. you know, like, like, you know, you know, yeah. your husband loves you, don't you? And your partner of loves course. you. Of um, course. Yeah. But then with kids, it's like, you know, unless they're actually telling you, it's a lot of second know. guessing, isn't it? Like, oh, did I annoy them a bit today? Did I do that today? Or should I have done that? Could I do more? But then if you kept thinking like that and kept doubting yourself all the time, you're only going to make yourself unhappy when they're actually happy. Exactly, exactly. But that's, I did live like that for a good, a good 18 months because I just, I used to just worry that they didn't want me there or, you know, if they came, because it's natural everybody has bad days so there's days when you know the kids didn't want to do this or they didn't want to brush their teeth or they're just you know they're just being kids they're just being painful because they're kids yeah but, yeah but I just used to think oh like oh my it's because I'm here it's because I've slept over oh yeah because yeah because you didn't have a child before or you won't no. know what kids are actually like so then you're thinking oh my no. god I'm misbehaving because of me yeah, maybe they don't want me to be here. Are they playing up tonight because I've come round? When really, kids just do that all the time anyway. Now we know. Absolutely. Yeah, and now I know that. Now I'm a mum and now I've been in this situation for nearly six years. I know that. Of course I know that. Kids are kids. Are kids. They, they enjoy testing our patience, don't they? You know yourself. They just, when it's bedtime, they always need a wee or they always need a snack and you just like, go yeah. to bed. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. as a step parent you think all I want to do is spend time with my partner and you, your patience levels they're, they're a bit that bit lower because you don't have a child and you don't understand yeah and and then it's like I suppose it's like having to go from like being not saying you were but I think when you're single and you don't have children or you don't have anyone to think about but yourself but you can actually be a bit selfish should I say is a word like and that's okay Absolutely. to be but then no. you've almost like you've not even had like you've just got in a relationship and it's almost like right now his attention is divided three ways instead of just on me yeah absolutely and that you've just exactly hit the nail on the head I went from this 24-year-old single girl who was, you know, drinking every weekend, going out and just enjoying life, as you should in your 20s. Mm. So all of a sudden... (laughs) I'm 30, And then you you go from that to all of a sudden having this responsibility of... You can't just blurt out everything that comes out of your mouth because you've got two young children there that you're going to influence and you're going to be around and... Like you said, the downside of having a split family is if I was to slip up and say a swear word, what if they go to the mum and say, oh, dad, you know, dad's girlfriend said this on Saturday? Yeah. Whereas if the then, dad said it, they'd forgive it as well, wouldn't they? It's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, completely agree. And that's, and I really struggled with that because I'm just, I've always sort of said what I thought. I'm just, I'm, I'm a very blunt person who, if, if I said, if I think something, nine times out of ten, it comes out of my mouth. Oh, God, tell and me It's about not it. always a good thing. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. Yeah. But then, yeah. obviously, with, with two young boys around, 
I can't, I can't say and do what I want. I've all of a sudden, you've got to have this like conscience and you've got to sit and think, oh, should, should I say that? And you know, should I do that? There's yeah. so much second guessing, so, so much. And especially with two of them, it's like with one, it's like, <laughs> right, okay, yeah, you know, he'll have him sometimes. But then when one of them needs him, the other one doesn't. When it, the other one needs him, I bet it just, I bet it's hard, really hard. It was. It, in the beginning, I, I really struggled. And it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than saying, I felt a bit left out. I felt a little bit like that. It, it was very much Jim and his boys and then me. I yeah. felt like I I had to conform to the way they did things. I felt like I had to fit into their dynamic and I had to adjust to their life. Mm. And it, looking back, that should that it's that's not the way it should be at all. Yeah, because it's like they're a unit, isn't it? You're coming into yeah. a unit that's already made, and you're yeah. you either have to accept it or you don't. You know, like that's I Absolutely. imagine what it feels like. Yeah, and that's exactly how it felt. And you, like you say, when they've got the little in jokes or oh, we dad, do you remember when we went to watch this film together? And you're like, oh, you know, like you, you've you've sort of got to stay quiet because you weren't there. Yeah, in, the, the kids aren't doing it maliciously. Well, to them. Know, at that time, you probably think, are they start talking about that like, you know, just to upset me yes, or something? Absolutely. And that's another thing that nobody nobody tells you as a stepmom either, is that there's all, there's all these times where they go, oh, my mum's got that jumper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, me and my mum me did this at weekend. And you start thinking like, what How? What do you say to that, to a, an eight or nine-year-old child? What do you yeah. say back to that? Yeah. You've got to just go, oh, you know, and... Very quickly, I figured out that if I just sort of sat and said, oh, that's lovely, did you enjoy yourself? Or, you know, oh, well, you know, if, if they said, oh, my mom, Sam, my mum's got those trainers, I'd be like, oh, well, your mum's got great taste. Yeah, you know, yeah. You've got to, and I really struggled because I remember thinking, don't say the wrong thing, don't say the wrong thing, don't say the wrong thing. And then and you end up not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's this awkward silence and you're just smiling at each other in that really <laughs> awkward way. Oh, <laughs> I can picture it. Yeah, you're both just sort of like, do you know like when you're waiting for someone, you open a door and you're waiting for someone to come through it and you do that really awkward smile? Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly, we had a few moments where we're both just going, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, right. So okay. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then like, obviously you've got your little boy now. So did you plan mm-hmm. for him or did Stu, I mean, did he want more children or was he quite open about saying he did or how did that work? Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Carla. Because I knew she had kids, when we went on a first date, I just put it all out there and I said, look, I want Mm. to get married and I want to have children. So if you don't want either of those things, there's no point us going on another date. That's good for you. Yeah, because I just thought, I'm not wasting my time. I don't, you know, I completely understand if Stu had had his children and was happy, fab, that's brilliant. But I wouldn't have been satisfied and I knew that. I've always wanted to carry my own baby and have a a happy, healthy family. That's all everybody wants, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, definitely. So I just laid all that on the line. And luckily, Stu was just like, no, I'd love to have more children. Absolutely. And I'm not ruling marriage out. So I thought, right, 
and we ordered another drink and we had a really good time together. <laughs> I know, I love that. But that's the thing. You, I think, do you know, like, I think sometimes it's hard for girls because in our head, we've got this brain thing. And I remember you were with, I'm sure you were with someone for a long time before, were you? I can't remember. I was. Yeah, and I remember you splitting up because me do things that we're completely not doing anymore. Um, you, we both were doing studying accounting, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I remember, I think when you started there, you were in another relationship before, and I think you bre- and so was I. And I think as a girl, your brain kind of is like tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Oh my, yeah. I had a baby by this age. Oh, I need to get married by this age. And then all of a sudden, you're with someone, and you think, right, we'll probably end up together, and we'll probably get married. But then it doesn't go how you thought it would go you're glad now probably but then but then you do want to kind of just get it out there in the open I think me and Danny probably had a similar conversation as well because you just don't want to end up bumming with someone for another three four five years and then like oh actually don't want to get married don't want to have kids so then absolutely well that's a waste of time yeah and that's that's exactly how I felt and I just I just remember thinking do you know what if 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 he thinks that's overbearing, then he's not right for me anyway. Mm, yeah. Do you know, Stu, Stu always laughs now. Obviously, now we've been together and he's got a bit comfortable and a bit cocky with <laughs> He says, only the strong survive with you. And to oh. be honest, I think that's, I think that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I think, because I'm just very honest and I just, I don't, I don't like to waste my time. I would, I would much rather you just say, do you know what? That's not for me. And we can both just move on. And obviously that's the reason a lot of my relationships haven't worked out because people don't quite know. Because when I want something, I'm very clear about it. And if you don't want the same thing, Mm -hmm. then what are we we doing kind of thing? So no, it's good. Yeah, we just, he was like, no, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd love to have more children and marriage definitely isn't off the cards. It's just, when I find the right girl and I just remember going okay and that was that discussion yeah. done I just thought right great so did you how soon then did you have your then because he's only a little baby isn't he how old is he now he's only he's two in December oh god that's gone fast it's flown Carla so... it's like you blink uh, yeah oh bless him he's so cute so so oh, how how was that then did you plan him and then tell the boys well you're not going to say boys right we're off we're going to do it tonight <laughs> hopefully you'll get a baby brother <laughs> no <laughs> imagine oh god no, I think to be honest me and Stuart we've been together three years at this point so it's 2017-2018 and obviously We'd have the discussion because, like you said, as a woman, naturally, your body ticks. And I just kept feeling this pull and I kept thinking, I'm ready. I am ready to be a mum, do you know? Mm. So we sort of just had the conversation. And I've always been adamant that I wanted to get married before I had a baby. But we'd been to Vegas that year and he hadn't proposed and neither did we get married. So I was a little bit gutted. So Mm. I just thought, right, if we're not going to get married let's you know let's discuss the other things and luckily for me Stu just sort of said well do you know what I think it's the right time so I came off my contraception and we just you know we just sort of let it happen we didn't plan to you know down to the wire if you will we yeah didn't sit there. I didn't track my ovulation I just thought do you know what let's it, yeah let's try and see what happens and 
that happened. Oh, so cute. So what were the boys like then when you told them? Were they excited? Do you know what? It was really underwhelming. And I think they're going to laugh if they ever listen to this because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was actually. Because it was my first baby and I just remember thinking, I remember going on Pinterest and looking at, you know, like how to announce you know you're pregnant yeah. to respect children and again there's nothing out there no help whatsoever <laughs> no. so in the end I thought you know what if I make a big big massive deal out of it I don't want them to feel pushed out or like oh so how long have you known and not told us mm. did Does you wait till, yeah did you wait till the 12 weeks or did you I don't know why we even asked that but uh, did you wait or? Know, it's, yeah it's bizarre isn't it um, yeah do you know what I did because I was so so worried mm. um so I put my scan picture in a, a I bought them a little card and just some donuts and stuff and I just wrote in the cards like if I'm getting fat so are you you know oh, we're, having, we're having a baby and they both just opened the card, looked at the scan, and were like, oh, my God, is is that what? And she was just like, yeah, me and Sam were having a baby. And they were like, oh, that's nice, and <laughs> ate the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And, and did I you know. have to then tell the mum, or did you leave it to them to tell the mum? I mean, not that you should need to plan it, but how do you go about doing that then? Again, I just thought, you know what? It's mine and Stu's business. And we weren't by no means keeping the secret from her. Mm. But Stu, quite rightly, was just like, the kids need to know first. So we're discussing it with the kids. And then whoever finds out, finds out, you know. Yeah. I, I completely, fully supported that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it shouldn't have to be. She might be like, why the hell are you telling me? Not bothered. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, she was, you know, she had a boyfriend at the time as well. So she was very much in a, in a relationship. And mm. I don't, to be fair, I, I don't think she even, like, not, I, I don't think she, she didn't care. I think she was just like, oh, lovely news, you know. Yeah, great. that's nice. Yeah, good for you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh. And they were just, yeah, like, obviously the more my belly grew, they were just sort of like, they were a bit scared of touching it. I remember trying to encourage them and say like, oh, you know, you, your baby brother or sister's in him. And they were just sort of like, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, kind of thing. I know. But the boys, aren't they? And Find out. Did you find out what you were having then? Or was it a surprise? No, I found out. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. And a couple of days before, I, me and she actually said to the kids like, what, what do you want? Do you want a sister or a brother? And they both, in unison, went, brother. Yay. And I was like, no. I was like, we, we need a girl in the house. Like, I'm surrounded by men. We need a girl. Yeah, yeah. And everyone but me was right. <laughs> oh, were you excited? Were you? But I mean, it's a question a lot of people get asked. And like, you know, like when there's already two boys and stuff, were you bothered or were you just happy to have a healthy baby? Oh, this might be controversial, but I was I was gutted when I yeah. found out I was having a boy. No, 
I no, really was. The, do you know what? I'm glad you've said that because not enough people actually do say stuff like that. And um, mm -hmm. I remember um, a couple of my friends actually have been very similar situation um and it's okay to think like that um i think it's important to share that because sometimes you've just got an image in your head haven't you of what you think you're gonna get i mean i wanted a girl i really wanted yeah. a girl i could only ever see myself with girls i thought oh pink because pink's my favorite color i was like oh yeah and then they were like it's a boy i was like really Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted, wanted a boy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you tell everyone, like, yeah, yeah. I was so excited, Carla. I was shaking. And I just oh. remember lying there and thinking, do you know what? We're going to have this little girl and it's going to complete our family and it's going to be amazing. And I could just, I'm, I'm having a girl, I can feel it. Yeah. And then at the Did end. Did you tell people says, as well? Oh, yeah, I, was, I didn't shut up about it. I was like. <laughs> My, my body will not fail me. I'm having a girl. My yeah. entire lineage is women. I'm having a girl. Yeah. So I sort of went back into work with my tail between my legs. I was like, um, no, it's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> but the sonographer, she she sort of she was like, um, do you want to know the sex or not? And I just I was like, yes, please. Like, yeah, yeah. And me and she were looking at each other, holding hands and she just went, as they do, like she's going around my belly and she just, it was there, Carla, clear as day. Oh, dangling. It's little little thingamajiggy, it was. Oh. And she just straight away went, it's a boy, turn oh, the screen right. off. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, and I, I, I think I was just so shocked. I just, I remember walking out and being completely silent. Yeah. And Stu was like, yes, you know, get in another boy. Can't wait! This is amazing. It's another blue. I'm so excited, and I was just sort of like, "Oh, like," because yeah. I think there was so much pressure on me from everybody, all Stu's side of the family, obviously unintentionally. Mm. You know, oh, I hope it's pink for you. You know, we've already got two boys. Oh. Come on, Sam, give us a girl. And it, oh, it just yeah. sort of, you know, you can imagine my my sort of face yeah I just remember thinking oh my god like another boy what on earth am I going to do with a boy yeah because that's like because you were so I suppose with the boys that you know you had his stepsons already and then yeah. him it's like you just wanted a bit of something <laughs> for you like a bit of you mm -hmm. kind of bit some, something a bit different now it's all three like you've got four boys in the house haven't you sometimes so absolutely and so, even the dog is a boy Oh, wow. <laughs> I yeah. am completely outnumbered. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. And and it's funny, isn't it? Because people all, all say like, oh, w did you want a girl and stuff? And you're like, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, I did, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. That's, I, that's all I got for a good... Obviously, every time we went to a wedding or every time we went to an event, it was like, oh, my God, what are you having? Are you having a girl? And I'd be like, no, a boy. And I think everyone <laughs> sort of... Do you know, and looking back, I bet everyone thought, oh, my God, does she hate her child already? <laughs> I just couldn't have been less enthusiastic about it whatsoever. Yeah. But then he came, and bless him, he is just... Do you know what? He, Sebastian, is the little bonding tool that I don't think any of us knew we needed, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's massively brought us together in a way that I didn't think it would. Yeah. He, connect, he sort of connects us, do you know, like he's our, 
our um, our anchor, if you will. He he's the constant in this situation. Yeah, I love that. Do you think you will have any more? Um, the shop's not completely shut. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if I didn't have another, I'd I'd still be happy. Yeah. I I truthfully feel like I've I've been so lucky to carry and deliver such a beautiful happy little person i don't know if i dare jinx it and do it again if i'm gonna be I know. honest that's scared, don't you? <laughs> i know well i was like yeah. this i was like because you you think like when they say like so many and so many have miscarriages or so many and so many mm. of that you're like well if i had one all right one last time then like you start working it out like thinking oh god what if it happens so but yeah. you know yeah. there's a lot of it you know there's a lot of healthy babies out there and you know you'd be absolutely fine I'm sure yeah. I love it but but we're not we're not sort of don't get me wrong we have we have a laugh about it now and again and we do sort of have, have the laugh and the joke of oh you know not yet when when he's in school but yeah I think honest true god's honest truth I don't I think I'm happy yeah I really am yeah yeah I I think the thing is because you've got the other two boys as well, they'll keep him entertained, they all keep each other entertained. So then it's quite good really, isn't it? The setup. Yeah, and it's nice to have that sort of we are a family at the end yeah. of the day. We're a blended family. We they're not with us all the time, don't get me wrong, and I didn't birth them, but I still feel responsible for them and I still take on that motherly role when they're here of, you know, have the eating and you know, just a couple more mouthfuls for me, please. Can you eat a bit more of your tea and get in the shower? And you just yeah. naturally take on yeah. that motherly role. So I don't actually feel like I've only got one child. I genuinely feel like I've got three. I love that. I love that. So is there any advice that you would give then to someone that's kind of embarking on this stepmom journey? I think the best bit of advice I can give is to remember that this isn't an overnight thing. Becoming a step-parent is not, you don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden think, I'm, I'm a stepmom and I've got a family. It just, it happens and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to force any relationships, shouldn't have to force the kids to, to love you or never force it because they are people. You know, the kids, are, the kids are little people at the end of the day. You can't force random colleagues to like you. So why would you do that to a child? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Just... But just all you have to do as a step parent is be there and love them. That's oh. it. That's the long and short of it. Yeah, and not overthink things. Like I suppose, like when you were saying that when they were playing up and stuff, naturally you were thinking, "Oh, is it because I'm here?" <laughs> yeah. um, not kind well, of that's... overanalyze every situation. I suppose it'll be a natural thing that happens, isn't it? But that's what I was just going to say. I, I, I think the you know some step parents I speak to, everybody everybody says the same thing like you you can't help but overthink it because they're not your children they're not your you've walked into this ready-made family you know and you 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 naturally second guess yourself you naturally worry if you're doing the right thing you naturally sort of overthink everything because if you didn't you wouldn't care. That's you know? exactly what I was about to say. I was actually, if you think that much about it and you worry that much about it, it's very likely that you're an amazing step parent already because there's yeah. people out there that don't even think like that. So that's amazing. Love that advice. Yeah. 
So that is brilliant. I think, is there anything else that you think we haven't covered that someone might struggle with? Or do you think we've pretty much covered it all? Um, just maybe the, when it comes to sort of the ex. Yes. I think this is a, it's a very difficult subject because everybody is different. Every situation is completely different. Yeah. But the one the one constant you need is boundaries. That's that's good. So how would you how would you do that? When I first got with Stu, there was there was no boundaries between him and his ex and obviously because he was single, whenever she needed, you know, a favour or please can you have the kids this night for me or you know, it he was there. So I think when I come along and naturally he it was like, Well, I I've got plans tonight. It created that bit of tension, mm. and then poor, poor Stu. And you know, if if there's any step parents listening, they'll they'll completely get what I'm saying. It's it creates so much tension, and it's so important in the beginning. The responsibility isn't on you as a step parent; it's on your partner. They need to draw that boundary and sit and say, "Look, I'm in a relationship now. I'm not here to you know." I'm not here at your beck and call. I've I've got a life as well. Just because your relationship didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, mm. you, you still need to put the children first and sit there and think, right, well, we've got our own lives and I can't just come running every time it's needed, if that makes sense. And I'm not yeah. saying that's everybody, but I yeah. know that it's it's quite a common theme when I speak to other set parents. It, you know, it's there's always something that's mm. sort of going on it with the boundaries and it's difficult. It's hard because... Like when you're not with someone and someone says, oh, do you want to have the kids and you're single, you would naturally be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, of course. And then for that person, all of a sudden you're not able to do it. And then it's like, it reflects badly on you when it's not you. It's the fact that actually now he is busy, you know, because he is with someone. Absolutely. And that's, and it's hard. And that's, but that's why it's so important in the beginning if you truthfully feel like it's going to be a serious relationship and it's not just sort of, you know, a casual thing, that then boundaries are drawn early on because they definitely, definitely weren't in my situation and it caused a lot of Mm. arguments, you know, and tension. And it's just, looking back, that's something that should have been prioritised. Yeah. But we live and learn, don't we? That's part of being a step-parent. Well, exactly. And you didn't know at that time. And it's only now looking back, you know, more. But it's good that you can can share that with people because, yeah, I bet that is a common theme. And it just puts a strain on a new relationship as well, doesn't it, really? Yeah, because you're already feeling sort of like a bit of an outsider. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you know, you, you sort of go into your partner and it's like, oh, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, you know, they're just giving me a bit of jip because I couldn't have the kids tonight. And you think, oh, like, but I've caught, have I caused a bit of trouble here? Or, and mm. obviously your partner's going to go, no, of course not. But on, on the flip side of it, they're, they're then in, in a bit of a text war or, you know, a bit of a phone call war of arguing because one parent isn't happy with a decision that's been made. Yeah, that's hard because then you feel yeah. bad. You feel bad. Like, did you want to have the kids? Did you want to see me? Or what What am I doing the right thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Exactly. Do you exactly. know what? It's that's, giving me, yeah, it's stressing me out even just thinking about it. 
honestly I couldn't cope I couldn't but that's that's amazing I think you've really covered quite a lot of things there um I think we'll struggle I think it's really important because being a stepmom I admire stepmoms so much because of everything that you've said but I've always thought god I could never I couldn't do it well maybe I could now I've got George and I understand what being a parent means a bit more but I think going from being single to being stepmom overnight almost that that is a huge responsibility isn't it it is and that's you you feel the weight of it quite often you know it's because all of a sudden like I said earlier you've all of a sudden you've got a schedule Sundays are filled with football practice or kids parties or and you're thinking you know six months ago you know I was sitting on a curb yeah absolutely steaming <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah and now now I'm up at 8am driving to Garstang for a football practice like who who am I then like the, the further you're in it when you're in that situation and you're just thinking god six months ago what you know this wasn't my life then naturally people's opinions start to weigh in when you've been with someone a while then the opinions start of like oh, you know, what do you mean you won't take that child to a birthday party? Mm. And you think, but it's not my child, like... Yeah, yeah, You know, and and then you start doubting yourself and thinking, well, should I be going to these kids' parties? Or is that something that just the dad should be doing? You know, do I tip up and we, we present a united front, if you will, as if we are a family, or am I overstepping? Yeah, because that that's it, isn't it? You don't want it, like go do things that because other people might be like well you shouldn't be taking them to the party because you're not the mum or you're not the dad and then other people are like well you should be if you want to be like the stepmom you should be doing it so I suppose the thing is to make do what works for you as a family and kind of f everyone else really and just because every relationship and every family is going to be different isn't it like Stu may need you to take them to a party or you know or they you know, maybe their mum might want to actually take them to the parties. I don't know. I suppose it's hard, isn't it? It's like you want it actually. As soon as you meet someone and you've got step, well, you might be getting stepkids. Like, right, let's all sit around the table. What do you expect of me? Put it out there <laughs> and I'll sign at the end. You know, that would be yeah. easier, wouldn't it? At least you knew what to do. Would, but how, how awkward is that conversation? Oh, do you know, yeah. it, it's so, it's and it's so difficult. And I think that's, like I said earlier, that's the reason that I'm here to mm. speaking with you because there's just so there's there's nobody being completely honest and saying, you know, what on earth is this? I've got mm. myself in this situation where I'm now classed as a stepmom mm. and there's no advice, there's no one to help, there's no everybody just sort of everybody that you speak to just says, Well, you know, you knew what you were getting yourself into. No, but and I don't that, think you actually do. And it happens and everything. That phrase. Yeah. That phrase, Carla, boils my blood. Mm. And it, when it gets said to me or has been said to me, my face instantly changes and I know it does because it's just the stupidest thing to say to someone, like you say, who's single, who was single, young, living the life, who all of a sudden has found myself with this perfect man who comes with a bit of baggage yeah no, no, I didn't know what I was getting myself into actually because you wouldn't say that to a biological mum you wouldn't say that to you know a mother who's had a baby and is suffering from postnatal depression a doctor wouldn't turn around and say well 
you knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. So, so no. deal with it. So true. And it's also like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, I love this man. And this is the man I want to be with. So you accept every part of them. Um, so like, it's not really, it's a bit of a stupid thing to say, isn't it? It is. It is. So that's another piece of advice. Yeah, don't say, don't say like it. That. Don't say shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you might get punched in the face. Yeah. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's, it's important to say these things because like when I've had people on before, when they tell me like, oh yeah, when people you ask, used to ask me this or when people used to say that. And it's funny because sometimes you don't realise what you're saying or what you're asking yeah. um, could upset someone. So it is important to say say um say that anyway yeah I feel that's what I mean I think the more that I think the more honest and open you are sometimes about your situation and you know that how you actually feel rather than giving the um you know the correct sort of political thing to do which is sit and say oh I accept my stepchildren as my own and I treat them no differently to my biological child because that's also bullshit that's not true whatsoever what do you think what do you think it's like then if anything I'm far less harder on Stu's kids than I am about Sebastian. Completely. Completely. Yeah, because you you don't want them to come to your house and you don't want to be that mum that's going, you know, pick your stuff up, put your stuff in the washer, do this, do that, because they're not going to want to come. Mm. So you find yourself overcompensating and spend, you know... Putting more effort into them. Yes, because I suppose they they have a right to change their mind about you. Like, I think when you're family, like when it's your biological son, you know, he's programmed to love you, you're programmed to love him, but they don't have to like you, do they? And that sounds harsh. No, that's exactly it, Carla. And like I say, with George, with your son, you wouldn't, if you send him to his bedroom and say, like, you know, you do not speak to me like that or you you don't ignore mummy, you know that he's going to go to his room for five or ten minutes being a bit of a mood. But he'll be over it and he'll soon come back down and be like, mummy, but then with your stepchildren, that's that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and you're so worried about that because it's like, it's like, for example, I do always do this, going completely off track, but it's like almost like if your friend splits up with this bloke for a while or whatever, and you give the bloke a load of shit, as friends do, um, or whatever, yeah. and then they get back together, like no matter what what you've said to him or her will never be forgotten and that will never be repaired because they don't actually have to like you do they really and you can never Absolutely. take things back um, yeah, once exactly. you say it and um, you know and that's like I said before that's what that's the worry all the time is you know do I say something about that or do I you know I don't daft things like the chewing too loudly and you think oh that sound drives me crackers. But, you know, if I shout and tell them to sh- shut the hell up, you know, it's gonna, is it going to cause yeah. World War Three? and they're not going to want to come anymore? Yeah, and they're so going to think I'm being a bitch. Or... Was, it yeah. hard, was it harder after you had Sebastian, like, that you felt like you were having to be even nicer to them so they didn't feel left out? I mean, how was that? No, because by this point, I think by the time I had Sebastian, we we had become a family properly, and I think the kids saw that you know this is it I'm you know I'm I'm not just daddy's girlfriend anymore like I'm I'm here because I love you I love you and I want to be with you mm. you know we are we are a little family and it just like like I said earlier it, it just naturally progressed to the point where the kids 
if if we ever did anything together, went to Chester Zoo or, you know, whatever, went on days out, it was natural to them. They were just like, oh, is Sam coming? And yeah. I just knew that, I just knew that, like, you, all of a sudden, it's like everything just clicked. Mm. And we actually felt like a family. So, That's if anything, nice. having having Sebastian, it's it's made us all relax. I think we've all just realised that we're just in this little crazy blended dysfunctional little family and we love all them. just we all just love each other and no none of us are perfect we all raise our voice we all have our moments but yeah we, we are all a family at the end of the day that's so good no it's lovely I love that and I think anyone listening to this that is entering that realm of stepmom I think that it would really help them this so thanks very much for for coming on and talking to us about that I loved Absolute it. Pleasure. It's it's really actually really nice to actually listen because I I never really have had to think about that. Um, it's not something that I've ever had to think. Oh, I'm going to be one or anything like that. So yeah. I've never I never realised there's so many things to consider, but there is. Um, but yeah, no, but not that we want to put anyone off either. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, there'll be a lot of single men out there and women after um, after lockdown anyway. And yeah, um, I agree. You know, so it's, honestly, I'm this is as much as I hate, like I said before, the politically correct of oh, you know, life's perfect. It's not. Blended life is is not perfect, but that's what makes it good because. You know, I don't. I can't think how to explain it other than I think about my stepkids and I, I, I do smile and I think, you know, they drive me bonkers. Yeah. Leaving the pants all over the place and, you know, the socks and it's the house is dirty because but I'm living with a load of men, but... You wouldn't have it any other way, would you? Like, I actually wouldn't. And that's amazing. Because and I, I can't that. imagine... Yeah, I can't imagine my life without all five of all crazy people that I live with. And I yeah. think... Like I said, after having Sebi, the the boys are just the best big brothers. My camera roll is full of pictures of them together. And I just, I feel proud. Yeah. Very, very proud that they are brothers to my son. Mm, that is so Do you know, nice. Yeah, and stuff like that, if you are listening and you're becoming a step-parent, trust me, it's worth it. It's so, so worth it. But when you're in that moment of, can I fucking do this I don't know if I can do this it's just finding you your ground isn't it it's finding where yes. you're comfortable and it may just take a little longer but you'll get there won't you absolutely that's exactly what I was just going to say you will find your normal don't try and fit in with this ready-made family what well, you need to do is be, be yourself and, and other people's come. advice and stuff like that. I imagine there's loads of people like, oh, do this, do that. Like one person saying, do, do go to those parties. One person saying, oh, you shouldn't be going to those parties. <laughs> Just do what, do what's right, really. Do what's yeah. right for you. And, you know, no one else can tell you what to do. You've just got to do what's right as a family. Yeah, we all make wrong decisions. I've made plenty in the last nearly six years of being with you. And I'm sure the kids and Stu would tell you that, but it's all coming from a good place. So as long as, as long as the kids are in the forefront of your mind and you start thinking, do you know what? I actually want to go to this child's party. I want to take my stepchild to that party. Then you go. There's no right and wrong. If you want to go, do it. Yeah. 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 I love that. Brilliant. Sam, 
yes thank you very much yeah. for coming on and if anyone um wanted to kind of message you about it would you be happy um for that sam absolutely i think i love speaking to other step parents so please feel free to message right that's great that's great are we all right to pop a link to, to your facebook page or something like that on the on the podcast absolutely facebook and instagram instagram yeah that's yeah. fine you just send me your links afterwards and i'll make sure those go on there so thank yeah, you Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. My aim is to support free chat around motherhoods, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic mum chats. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. The more listeners we get, the more subscribers we get, the more chance we've got of getting series three done. So, I look forward to speaking to you next time and keep your eyes peeled on our social pages to find out who our next guest is. I'm sure you will love it. My Bump to Baby On Demand. Parent experts at your fingertips, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In this area, ready and waiting for you are meditations, feeding checklists, baby preparation lists, white noise, rain sounds, weaning recipes, pregnancy affirmations, and baby group taster sessions. As well as that, we have pregnancy experts, birth experts, postpartum experts, sleep experts, expert parent coaches, finance experts, and relationship experts. And this is only the beginning. All of these videos and all of this is waiting for you as soon as you join. And what's more, there's going to be more and more videos and experts joining this area. So come and join us now and start benefiting with the beta launch price. My Bumped Baby Experts On Demand. Experts at your fingertips 24-7 on any device.